You're listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes, a production of the Ephesus School Network. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. The company of the angels was amazed. Hi, this is Father Aaron Warwick with Jason Everett, and you are listening to the Teach Me Thy Statutes podcast, episode number 164. Today's reading is from St. James Universal Letter, chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. Brethren, show no partiality as you hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man with gold rings and in fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, and you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, Have a seat here, please, while you say to the poor man, Stand here, or sit at my feet. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brethren, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Is it not the rich man who oppress you? Is it not they who blaspheme the honorable name which was invoked over you? If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. For he who said, Do not commit adultery, said also, Do not kill. For if you do not commit adultery but do kill, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Yet mercy triumphs over judgment. As I read these opening verses, I couldn't help but wonder what St. James uh, might say if if he were here with us today and and could see the state of our society. And what I mean by that is how consumed we are seemingly with judging others today and, and perhaps more than any time in history. But in any case, this is obviously something that is part of our fallen nature, something we all struggle with to various degrees. So, Father, would you discuss James' words here on judging our neighbor and any practical advice that you might have? Well, a couple of things do come to mind. First of all, on the topic of judging our neighbor, which was your specific question, to that point, I truly cannot judge prior generations or even our own to know if we're better, worse, or indifferent in terms of our judgment of others and how severe we are in that. Certainly, I would say today we have the means through technology to more loudly express our views, whereas in the past this ability was, of course, more limited. What I can also say is that being judgmental of others seems to be an innate human tendency. After all, that's why the Bible, and here specifically the epistle of James, is calling out this sin of judgment 2,000 years ago. So whether it was better or worse in our case is somewhat irrelevant. What matters is that the sin of judging others is relevant to us today, just as it was to James 2,000 years ago. And I highlight that this sin seems to be innate, not at all to try to excuse or justify the sin, but to point out again, as I have done many times in the past, how the Bible commands us to act in a way that is contrary to our biological instincts. And this, in my opinion, is an important point. According to Scripture, what distinguishes us from the other animals, from the rest of creation, 
is that we're made in the image of God, which means that unlike these other animals, we can overcome our biological tendencies. And living a scriptural life is essentially in doing that, in transcending these biological impulses. Yeah, I think that's helpful that you reiterate that point that you've made in the past. And in terms of this innate impulse that we seemingly have, how can we be successful or can we be successful in overcoming it? I think we really have to understand what Paul means when he says that he is the chief among sinners. We've talked about this in a previous episode, maybe even multiple episodes, but it bears repeating. How can we say that we are the chief among sinners? Because in reality, we know there are people who have committed things like gruesome murders and done extremely wicked things. So how can we say that we're the chief among sinners? Well, I think the answer is simple. We can confess that we are the greatest of sinners if we accept the fact, as Scripture presents to us, and again, specifically Paul, that we are slaves to Christ, or as it's often translated more weakly, servants of Christ. As Paul explains, it is not in the purview of a slave to worry about or focus on what another slave is doing. The sole focus of a slave is to serve his master. And so it should be with us that we focus on serving our master, God. And in doing that, in serving him, we may notice when other servants are struggling and we can help to uplift them, but we don't judge them in doing Uh, in doing that because it simply is not our place. If we adopt this mindset, it's not as though uh, we don't struggle still with judging others. Again, it seems to be something innate, but we learn to overcome it over time because we constantly call ourselves back to this way of thinking that we have no right to judge. We're simply a servant, a slave, and so we catch ourselves in judging others and remind ourselves to stop. Father, when I asked you my initial question, you said, uh, first of all, and, and then you, you started answering my question directly about judging others, but I'm wondering then, were there other points that you had in mind here? Oh, yeah, several things. One thing that comes to mind in this reading is just how explicit James is in his teachings here. You know, a lot of times uh, you and I on these podcasts, we're discussing the parables of Jesus, or we're discussing aspects of the gospel which may use uh, various literary devices to make a point. They often make a point through the narrative of the story, and, and you may need some historical context to properly understand it or to fully understand it. But this is not really the case here in James. He's extremely explicit in his teaching about how we should honor the lowly and the poor, how we should treat them as well, if not better than those who have earthly treasures. And beyond that, though, I, I do want to stress how Pauline uh, is this passage from James. Would you uh, elaborate on that for us? Well, we know that Peter and James had a major dispute with Paul that is, of course, memorialized for us in Paul's epistle to the Galatians. We've discussed several times, uh, ultimately, Paul's understanding of Jesus and the gospel won out. And the fact that Peter and James repented and reconciled with Paul seems to be evident. Uh, in their inclu- because they're included in the New Testament canon, and specifically their letters reaffirm the Pauline understanding. And as I said, this is clear in today's reading from James that it's Pauline. There are two key points that I want to highlight in this respect. So first, James refers to, quote, the royal law, which is to love your neighbor, he says, as yourself. 
And notice how this corresponds to what Paul says in Galatians 5.14, wherein he writes, quote, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. End of quote. So this teaching, within its context of the time, is set in contradistinction to the idea of the fulfillment of the Mosaic law being in external rituals such as circumcision. The true follower of the law is not the one who takes such actions, but in the one who actually lives his or her life for others. That's what Paul is teaching us, and that's, of course, what James highlights here as well. And then the second key point in this respect is when James says, quote, For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. For he who said do not commit adultery also said do not kill. If you do not commit adultery but do kill, you have become a transgressor of the law. End quote. As with the uh, previous point that I mentioned, so here James perfectly aligns with what Paul tells us in Galatians 3.10. I'll quote that here. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. That's the end of Paul's quote. Now, everyone in Paul's audience knows that everyone at some point has violated some aspect of the Mosaic law, so they're all guilty at some level. And if there's any doubt, Paul more fully fleshes this out in uh, Romans chapter uh, chapters 2 and 3, concluding in the famous saying that, quote, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we hear in today's reading uh, from James these echoes of Paul. I appreciate you pointing out those similarities, Father. Thank you. And moving to the final verse of today's reading, we hear a stark reminder of the last judgment. And James writes, quote, For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy, yet mercy triumphs over judgment. For anyone who's listened to this podcast for any length of time, even if only for a few episodes, no doubt they've encountered this theme of mercy and its significance in the biblical teaching. And here is yet another example in Scripture, uh, many of which come from our Lord himself, where we are exhorted to show mercy to others. So any thoughts or comments on this passage, Father? Well, as I mentioned already, one thing I really appreciate about the epistle of James is how explicit and poignant he is in his teachings. I don't think he could be any more clear we will be judged based upon how we judge others. Yet, time and time again, we ourselves have this tendency to think that our external rituals, our prayers, our church attendance, our alms will save us. And of course, these can be good, but only if we're practicing mercy. We can do all of these things, these other things, these external things perfectly to the letter of the law, just like the Pharisees did. And we will be judged harshly if we are not merciful to others. And with that in mind, I always encourage people, if you're going to err, err on the side of mercy and compassion. If you're going to make a mistake, be too merciful. Don't be too harsh. Even when we disagree with people or think that being too easy on them might lead them astray, we should correct them in a spirit of love and gentleness, with no judgment or condemnation attached, with no hint of us, being their superior. We are slaves of Christ, simply trying to help a fellow slave. And if we maintain that attitude, 
I don't think we can go wrong. Thank you, Father. In today's episode, we began by discussing how the Bible commands us to act in ways that are contrary to our biological instincts. This is what distinguishes us from the rest of creation, the fact that we are made in the image of God. This means that we can overcome our biological instincts. And this is an important point because we have an innate tendency to judge others. And in discussing how we can work to overcome this problem, Father Aaron reminded us of Paul's words when he says that he is the chief among sinners. How can this be? If we can confess that we are the greatest of sinners and accept the fact that we are slaves to Christ, we will not be able to judge our fellow slave and focus instead on serving our master. We then discussed the very plain and straightforward nature of James' epistle, which is contrary to the usual literary devices commonly found in the Gospels. And in the final verse of today's reading, St. James could not be more clear. We will be judged based upon how we judged others. The danger lies in our tendency to believe that our rituals, church attendance, and alms will save us. In this manner, we are no different than the Pharisees. Instead, we should always err on the side of mercy and compassion, continually reminding ourselves that we are a slave of Christ and are working to help a fellow slave in need of mercy and not of our judgment. Thank you for listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes. We hope you tune in next week for a new episode. Alleluia, glory to thee, O God. Alleluia, 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 glory to thee, O God, O our God and our hope, glory to thee.